You're about to listen to episode 11 of the Meet Mediocrity podcast. On this episode, you will hear my conversation with one of the most influential people in my professional career, Jeff Kaufman. Jeff and I discuss some of the things he's been doing and that we can all do to deal with COVID-19, the quarantining, the physical distancing. It's an upbeat conversation with someone who's a great storyteller and a positive person. Let's get started. Welcome to Meet Mediocrity a podcast and an online community that focuses on wellness. It's a community of ordinary people helping ordinary people be their extraordinary selves. Today, I have a fun conversation with my friend and former colleague, Jeffrey Kaufman. Jeff is an incredibly positive person. He's a great executive and personal coach, and he's very empathetic. That empathy has never been more important than now with the current COVID-19 crisis we're facing. Let me give you a quick sense of Jeff. Let me, and to do that, I'd like to tell you a quick story. So Jeff and I met in 1998 at work. The firm that he worked at merged with the firm that I worked at. At that time, many people worked acted, and interacted with the people from their legacy firm, kind of in silos. The merger was a little slow going. The first few months um, and years of that merger, the people from Jeff's firm tend to gravitate and deal with people from Jeff's firm. People from my firm only dealt and communicated with people from my firm. Not exclusively, but it happened quite a lot. The one person who was an obvious exception to this was Jeff. Jeff and I became fast friends almost immediately after the merger. We worked together and we won client work for our new merged firm. We delivered great projects for our clients. We exercised together. We ran ran races together. Our families got to know each other. We attended each other's family celebrations. And most importantly to me personally is Jeff pushed the new firm's leadership to give me a big promotion that would shape my career for the next 20 plus years. But you see, this is Jeff. This is what Jeff's all about. He's a builder. He's a relationship builder. He's a bridge builder and he's a confidence builder. Today, Jeff and I discuss key approaches he's been applying to dealing with COVID-19 and the quarantining that has gone with that. So, without further delay, here is my conversation with Jeff Kaufman. Great. So, Jeff, thank you for being with me today. Thank you for having me, Mitchell. So, Jeff, during the introduction, I talked about, you know, what a positive person you are, what a positive influence you've had on me in both my career and my life. And today we're dealing with this COVID-19 virus. It's a crisis. It's people are scared. And 
one of the reasons I asked you to join me is you're such a positive person. I thought you could share with us some of the things you're doing and approaches you've been applying to deal with the virus, the quarantine, the crisis, the scare. So, Jeff, what are some of your thoughts around how to deal with this? Well, Mitch, let me set out for you. There are three key areas that I have found helpful. If I focus on these, I feel more balanced in these crazy times. Number one, how can you stay connected with your friends and your family? Number two, how can you find healthy outlets when you're locked in your house and you're under this sort of pressure? Number three, how can you accept your emotions like fear or anxiety? And then what do you do with them, with those emotions so you move forward? So those are three areas I'd like to talk about. Do they make sense? That's awesome. Thank you. I love those three. So those are three that, that I think I'm dealing okay with, but I've got struggles every day. So I'm looking forward to hearing your approach because I know I'm going to use some of them for myself. So why don't you start? All right. First one, staying connected. The first one I'm seeing is just traditional and basic. Call two friends every day. You know, I have this friend who I would see once in a while, but I've never called her, but she lives alone. You know what? She needs to hear from friends. Right. So we spent 20 minutes on the phone. Nance and I have my favorite cousin who's out in San Diego, who's a little bit older, and her husband's 80, and they're worried about these things. We called Cousin Edie, and we had a long talk. So good old-fashioned traditional, every time you're thinking, gee, I wish I was connected, one of your friends or your relatives, they are isolated as well. So make the phone call. So pick up the phone. Good. I love that. That's obvious, but good. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess you, you and I have worked together a long time. I like structure. So if I say to myself every day, how can I stay connected? And I do something about it every day, I'll move ahead as opposed to saying, gee, it's been two days and I haven't called anyone. Yeah, that's great. So my second one, and I'm having so much fun with this, is creative ways of using technology to stay connected. Oh, I'm looking forward to hearing this. Go ahead, please. My younger son, and it scares my wife and I, he is a math teacher at the American school in Milan, Italy. Oh boy. This is an epicenter of the epidemic. Correct. This is a little scary. Yep. He has been doing remote teaching for over a month. He's going to do remote teaching for the rest of the semester. Um, he just found out he used to be able to go outside to go to the pharmacy, right. to go shopping, and mm-hmm. to exercise. He's a 28-year-old exercise nut, so he'd ride his bike. He'd go for long runs. Today, they just put in restrictions. He can't go out except for food. Wow. So our family decided to have a family happy hour. Ah, now, there's, ah. there's, there's Zoom. There's Google Meet. He uses Google Meet for school, so we all got on that. And here we are, Nancy and I, sitting in our living room in New Jersey. Our son, one son is in Milan. Our other son and his wife are in Arlington, Virginia. Yep. Our cousin is up in Boston. Our nephew and niece are down in Maryland. Each one of us had our beverage of choice. We all had appetizers. And for two hours, we sat there and saw each other and laughed. Honestly, it was like we were sitting in our living room. So using that as a way, other than it was just joyous, it made me feel better seeing all these people I love happy. And we heard all the ways they're dealing with the situation. So interesting. Two things there I want to I want to follow up on. First, I like the um, Google Meet Google Meet Happy Hour. The thing I like about it is the cameras on. 
Yes. You know, I, I do so many conference calls at work and I see people who are working at home now and, and everyone is working from home and everyone is on these, these conference calls. Cameras on is a great way to stay connected, not just with family, but with work colleagues. Yeah, one of the things our son, who's been teaching, we're using this for a month, he thought the cocktail party was perfect because there were five of us. So you don't have to see your own picture, right. but you see the other four, and they pick up a quarter of the screen on the computer. Perfect. So we saw everybody super well. <laughs> our young nephew and niece came on, and they're telling us stories. They showed us the drawings they did. It was a family gathering. That's awesome. So Let I want no, go no, ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask you about about how he's coping as a teacher, um, having to transition to teaching remotely. Assuming he he that wasn't his normal mode of teaching before. How is he's, how is how is that working for him? He's been in a classroom for eight years and loves the interaction with the kids. He's as outgoing as I am. Mm -hmm. This is very hard. So actually. You know, he's finding it is fascinating how he has to teach. He is able, he has a class, like it's nine o'clock class. He has those 15 or 18 kids. They can all see him. He sees them. He has a video they're watching. He gives them questions. He responds to it. It's taking a lot of time to prepare, but he's teaching these kids, you know, seven hours a day and he's enjoying it, but it's difficult. He's also using that, like when we reached out to him this afternoon, you know, my wife, mama got nervous because... Gary, how are you? And he showed a picture. He's sitting at his dining room table, using the same system, having a virtual dinner with two other teachers who are locked away in their house. That's awesome. I love that because what 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 you're doing is I mean what, I mean the the theme of this isn't isn't the theme of technology. What it's a theme of is staying connected. And when you're in a quarantine, <clears throat> if you can use technology to stay connected in in interesting and imaginative ways. It's, it's going to just help you cope overall a lot better. And I'm just going to cover two other unique ways it's been done. Yep. Uh, last night was Friday night. Yep. Our temple is on lockdown. Yes, uh, most of them are. Yep. All temples and churches, lockdown. Our rabbi and cantor arranged a Zoom meeting. Over 75 people were together for an hour and 20 minutes with our cantor singing her heart out with each one of us with our microphone muted so we didn't get you know hearing right. each other over each other right. it took a while to get the technology right and some people didn't quite get it at first <laughs> i'm but, sure but, but it was a beautiful nancy and i were sitting in our living room next to each other hearing these beautiful chants doing the prayer for people who aren't well you know listening to the you know prayers for health it was so meaningful and here 75 of us shared through technology. And then one other example, yeah. and then I'll stop on these ways to connect. Nancy has a dear friend who goes to this organization where they do this meditation. Right. Well, again, again, through Zoom, Nancy had a wonderful, with a whole lot of her other friends, a 45-minute meditation. And especially in these stressful times, Meditation's a good thing to do. I do it a lot, actually, and I'm doing it more than I did before this. So, so tell me, did she? So this was a live. You know, someone led the meditation yes. live, and Nancy was online. It was two o'clock. It was sent out through the different social media, and I don't know how many people, but Nancy sat quietly in our living room. I was outside, and I was exercising, but she had quiet, and she found it very peaceful and helpful. 
so I guess look at all these different ways. If we don't stay connected and we're locked in our houses, we could get into bad habits. We could get depressed. Look at these ways you can connect. And I'm sure I've only scratched the surface and it's only been a week. This is amazing, wonderful ways. And as you said, it's not technology. It's just how do you stay connected? That's excellent. So Jeff, that was, that was Jeff's, um, Jeff's, uh, Lesson number one, which is finding creative ways to stay connected. Uh, number two was something around stress. And, and healthy outlets. So okay. number two for me, uh, I've always found exercise as a way for me to deal with stress, yep. to keep healthy, to feel better about myself, to have endorphins so I sleep better. Right. So since I've retired, I've been going to a CrossFit gym in town. I am the oldest guy there. I'm not surprised. Work... I've known you a long time. This does not surprise me. <laughs> these workouts are ridiculous. I'm getting strong. I'm stronger now than I was when I was 20 years old and playing lacrosse in college. <laughs> During a recent workout, I did 40 pull-ups in a 12-minute period along with other weightlifting. This is fun. Yeah, you're making, you're making us all feel mediocre, but that's good. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> but I, what I also love, other than the workouts and how I feel... It's a community. We have classes. That's right. Everybody helps each other. You know, as I'm retired, this is my new office. I love working with these people and talking to them and helping them and working side by side with them. I miss that. So how, so how is our, that working now? I mean, how, how can you make a CrossFit class work when you're in quarantine? Well, I'm so impressed by the owner of our gym. First thing Leo did was he assigned about 15 of us to each coach. So I happened to work often at 7.45 in the morning when I worked out. Sloan was often my coach. Mm -hmm. I've been assigned to Sloan. Well, seven days a week, the gym sets out, here's everybody's workout. Right. But if I was in the gym, they'd say, Jeff, you can't quite do this. We'll use that. We always make modifications. Every, everybody does a modification. Um, well, absolutely every day in the evening, Sloan sends me, here's tomorrow's workout. Based on my knowledge of you and what, you know, I only have so many exercise equipment at home. She goes, based on your equipment, based on your skills, based on your strength, what if you did this, this, and this, and now do the workout? So she so sends I, you a daily workout that's customized for both your strength and skill, but also the resources you've got at home? And she does that for 12 people. Wow. And each coach does that. And, and if I worked out at home, I might do 60% of the intensity in the gym. Right following what she's giving me as my workout and the amount of time to do it, I'm at 95% of my workout and I'm communicating with Sloan every day. That's keeping me connected. We also have a Facebook page so that every other day, somebody's or actually every day, three or four people are putting up a note. Here I am in my backyard. Here I am working here. Two guys did a partner workout where you saw this guy do the lift and that guy do the lift. And so the community is continuing and laughing at each other uh, through this. And in fact, today, the owner had a Saturday workout under Zoom. So 40 people watched him in his backyard. He could see them and he was pushing them just like he would in the gym. So here is a very healthy way. So when I, I wrote a thank you note on the Facebook page, I said, thank you, Leo and coaches Number one, you're keeping us healthy. We've got to stay in shape or we're going to go crazy in our houses. Number two, you're keeping us connected. 
Number three, you're keeping our community. Right. And then also I look at it, I worry about all our local businesses. Yep. I am paying, I'm still paying Leo for my gym membership. I want him to stay in business. I'm getting these great personal training. It covers so many levels. So Jeff, on the the fitness thing, so so I mean, people who know me and who've listened to the podcast know that I'm into exercise quite a bit myself. Under times of stress like this, and, and not just stress, but the fact that you're you're worried about your immune system, right? You run across the virus and you don't know when and where and you want your immune system to be strong. What I've read and heard is that staying fit and exercise will help boost your immune system, but you need to find the right balance because if you overdo it, your immune system is busy healing your tired body instead of fighting off potential viruses. How do you kind of find that right? I mean, look, no one knows exactly, but how do you stay attuned so that you're finding that right balance? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is give the caveat, I am not a doctor. Of course. Um, but, but, but actually, I've lived that experience, Mitch. So, for example, Nance and I travel a great deal. And for a number of times when I travel, I try to do the five CrossFit workouts. But while we're traveling, Nance and I walk 10, 12 miles right. a day. Right, a lot of walking on vacation, sure. And so I found I was getting sick on vacation because I was overdoing it, just as you described. Yeah. Five CrossFit workouts are fine, but not five CrossFit workouts and 10 miles a day. So with my doctor's advice, when I was in these different locations, on planes, different foods, I needed to cut back on my exercise, the CrossFit, because I was walking more. So I've lived through exactly what you're describing, and I'm trying to be very careful now at home. I want to do my five days of workout, but I'm working with Sloan, my coach, to make sure I'm not overdoing it. So, so I, I agree with you, and I couldn't emphasize enough. Your key goal right now, keep that immune system healthy. And you, you know, and, Make and, sure you're safe, and therefore finding that balance and listening to your body is going to be essential. And, and so that's, look, neither you nor I are doctors. We don't even pretend to be doctors. But I will say this, doing exercise, being fit, is key to keeping your immune system healthy. And I think you need to, I mean, this is what I'm doing. It sounds like this is what you're doing, Jeff. You just need to listen to your body. If you're feeling tired, rest. If you're, if you're feeling more sore than you normally actually did, an extra hard workout, take a break. I'm not saying take it easy, but listen to your body because, you know, this virus, you want to make sure your body is as strong as possible if you ever run across it. Yeah, your exercise right now is to deal with lots of things. It's helping you deal with stress. It's keeping you healthy. And as you said, if you balance it right, thirdly, it will get your immune system in the best position you can be in in these difficult times. Perfect. Good. So, Jeff, that, that's number two you covered, ways to address your stress and exercise is a big part of that. Number three, Jeff, you, you talked about just the, those kind of accepting your feelings of stress. I want to hear what you mean about that. I work with a number of people who help me as I manage my emotional and spiritual growth. And one thing that I've been really focusing on is accept how you feel. It's okay to be fearful. It's yeah. okay to be anxious. You know, don't put in judgment like I shouldn't be fearful. It's okay. Maybe you should be. 
Right. You should be anxious. You should feel, you know, separated. Are you a little bit so, anxious about having a, t a son who's a teacher in Milan? I mean, I'm sure you are, right? It's just uh, human. My wife and I are every day. Of course. So if we, if we don't hear from him every day, she sent him a note today saying, how are you? And then he sent us the note where he's having the virtual dinner. Nancy <laughs> then said, Gary, send us a message every day. Yes, we're anxious. Of course. So that gets me to accept that it's okay to be anxious. You have a son teaching in one of the most unhealthy places in the world. Right. But then the second part is once you don't judge it, now do what you can. So look what Nancy just did. Now we speak almost every day. Right. No, to deal with her stress, we need to speak to him every single day. That's a positive action you can take Agreed. to deal with your anxiety. Yep. So, you know, it's, you know, Nance and I are over 60 and both of us have underlying um, medical issues. So we've self-imposed full quarantine. Right. We are not going to the store. We're not going within six feet of anybody. Um, so that's something we could do to deal with our concern and fear about our health. So it's sort of like a progression. Number one, don't judge it. It's okay to have these concerns. Number two, take positive actions that deal with it. Be like Nancy and say, Gary, reach out to us every day so we're not so scared. It's Nancy and I saying, we're at risk. Therefore, we are not going to go out to the supermarket. Which brings me to a sub point, which I didn't have in my three, and I hope that's okay, Mitch. <laughs> of course. And it is, it is random acts of kindness. Oh, Nance and I are so close to this family in town. We've known the mother since she was eight. Uh, her two children call us grandma and grandpa. As far as we're concerned, these are our grandchildren. Well, this makes me tear up. They're buying us food, you know, mm. because we can't go out. Right. That act of kindness, if you know someone who can't go out, if you know someone who needs something lifted, random acts of kindness right now are so important so those are my last points those, that's great jeff you know it's funny well, we woke up this morning uh to a text from a family member of mine i won't embarrass him but a family member of mine who lives nearby who is complaining that um fresh direct and whole foods and peapod were all you know you, you, if you needed food, you could put in put in an order, but you would probably get it in a few days. Yes. And he said, you know, I really waited too long. I need stuff now. I've got some kids at home. I, I, I need some food. And Meredith and I said, like, let's just go shopping for them. And we could pick up a few things for ourselves. And we put on our rubber gloves. And we put on our face masks. And we went to the grocery store. We had a cart for us and a cart for them, and we were dropping off the bags at their house. And you know, the random act of kindness is is a two way street. It it it's great for the people who receive it because they needed it, but gosh, it makes you feel really good too. <laughs> and yeah. that that's a good way to deal with stress. Do do a random act of kindness. It really does make you feel good about yourself. Uh, I couldn't agree more. So our friends, every time they go shopping, before they leave, they say we're going. We send them our shopping list. Yeah. And and it's just such a. We have helped them for years, and we could not be closer. It's also accepting at this point, which is hard, 
that Nance and I need some help. So yeah. that that's another thing. So I think this this third point about accepting your fears, accepting how you feel. Nance and I are self-quarantined. We have to accept help, and we have kind souls who are helping us. So as you said, it's both sides. Well, that's a great that's a great point to close on, Jeff. I I do want to as we as we close, I just want to say in my, in my introduction, I, I talked a little bit about the influence you've had on me and my life and my and my career and what a positive guy you are. And there are a lot of other things we could speak about if we weren't sitting here in the middle of this crisis. So I'm hoping that um, one day, hopefully soon, we'll be past this crisis. You and I could speak again on this podcast and talk about some other more positive things. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Thank you, Mitch, so much for having me. And I appreciate being able to share these thoughts because again, as you said, you were able to help that relative if the discussion you and I had today might help some people going, ooh, I could try that. Gee, I'd love to have that virtual meeting. Gee, I have to accept how I feel. If this helps people, that's the same as you and Meredith going out and getting food. Agreed. Well, this is great. Thank you so much, Jeff. We'll talk again soon. All right. Bye-bye, Mitch. Here's what I loved about today's conversation with Jeff. You'll notice that Jeff broke his habits into three categories. That, by the way, that's classic Jeff. He always says, I can summarize this into three areas, three topics, three ways to do this. It's always threes. Anyway, Jeff discussed three things today. Creative ways of staying connected. Second, finding ways of addressing your stress. And third, accepting your feelings. I was personally moved by how he opened up about his son, Gary, a teacher in Milan, Italy. He told us how Gary is coping, and he also told us how Gary is helping his mother, Jeff's wife, Nancy, by touching base daily and letting her know how he's doing. I also liked how Jeff talked about staying in touch with each other. People, in general, are social beings. So whether it's a virtual happy hour, a virtual workout, a virtual meditation session, a virtual religious service, or just phoning a friend or phoning a family member, that social connecting will help assure we all get through this together. So finally, if you enjoy the Meet Mediocrity podcast, please subscribe and please tell your friends. Please follow our daily postings on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And please, let me ask you a favor. If you like our posts, like them, comment on them, share them with your friends. And last but not least, until, the, until next time, this has been Mediocre Mitch wishing you to be happy, stay positive, stay healthy, keep smiling, and be well. Take care.